Oh, guys, thank you so much for listening once again. It is I, Satoyo, one half of the dynamic duo that is known as Them Boys, along with Alex Perlman. Thank you so much for once again listening. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. This episode is a little bit more of a longer one. It's a fun one, but it's a deep one. I'm going to keep it real with you. We go right into the nonsense. The nonsense being racist people doing racist things and how that winds up working out in this entire country. A lot of people playing games out here, but the games they plan aren't too smart they're not too smart and the ramifications of the games they play are very dire indeed guys we appreciate you listening please follow us at them boys pod on twitter send us your questions dm us do all that good stuff thank you once again for listening to them boys take care alex boy i'm in boy when i tell you i'm in a fighting mood huh when I tell Woo. you that I am in a fighting mood, Woo. Alex Perlman, I am in a fighting mood, goddammit. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Alex Perlman's a Toyo, them boys, at you once again. And Alex, I knew that when the temperature started rising, I knew that when it would get hot outside, I knew that the bullshit would begin. And I was ready, Perlman. I was ready, dude. Oh, I yeah. knew. You, we've I been knew. saying it. We've been yeah. saying it. Yep. It's, when it gets hot, people get hot. Yep. I knew it. I was ready for, I was ready for all the styles. You know, you know how it is living in the city. For some of you, if you don't live in big cities, generally what happens in the city is it gets hot, it gets humid, you start seeing bullshit. Number one piece of bullshit, people start getting weirdly naked outside. That's the thing that just happens. Like yep. you start, you walk around, boys and grown men walk around with their shirts off. You turn around the corner, a dick is out for some reason. Uh, a sundress going to pop out of a titty, like because the, t- the sundress and the titty don't really fit because it's hot and everyone's trying to be half also, naked. Let me- let me go ahead and say something right now. If I'm ever around a group of men and and a random percentage of that group of men, yeah, more than one is shirtless. Shirtless. If yep. there isn't a ball on a field, yep, I'm staying away from that group. Yep. I don't trust that group. No. There, listen, if you ain't playing a sport, yeah. okay? If you ain't playing a sport, mm-hmm. you're down, you're down for some sort of physical thing. Yeah. So so you know, like the only time it's appropriate, if one dude is doing construction. And one of the people takes off a shirt. Mm-hmm. That one guy, because everyone else will look at him and be like, dude, one of two things. They'll be like, hey, uh, you've been working out. Or yeah. they're all like, dude, fucking Mark, put your shirt back shirt on. Again, bro? Again like, with I'm this? A, I'm sweating through it. And they're like, right. dude, <laughs> tie a wet handkerchief around your neck. That's how mm-hmm. the Australians do it. Yep. It's a built-in AC. Yep. Come on, dude. Are you yep. a Boy Scout? You should know this. Yes. So like, you get that. You get that. Dude, yeah. If I come around the corner, though, and I see two dudes, yeah. right? Two dudes, no shirt on. If they ain't fighting each other, they're fighting somebody. They're fighting. Yeah, they get into There's no, If they ain't if their going, own house, if they're yeah. out front of their own house, they don't, especially a stoop. Yeah. If they're on a stoop in Philly, mm-hmm. sit on the stoop, no shirt on, they're outside because they, they're done playing the games inside. They're playing yep. games outside now. Yep. But, but more importantly, though, this episode today is called, we're, we're going to censor the name a little bit on iTunes. But officially, this episode is just called Fuck Around and Find Out because there are groups of people Uh who fucked around and found out this week. And And that's the main thing. That's the main thing with the the heat, bro. With the heat, I'm telling you, with the heat, heat, people really press that shit. When it comes hot, they get naked and they do the bullshit. Yeah, it's it's the heat. And on top of that, it's been people stuck in their houses. Uh Uh-huh planning this entire yep. time but when i get out there oh somebody look at me the wrong way mm. oh i'm just gonna do it and so we're gonna start our journey of fucking around and finding out 
mm-hmm. in New Jersey today. What was that? I keep forgetting the name of the town. Mount well, Lowell, it's, right? well, it's understandable to forget a, a town in New Jersey because there are so many of them. And They're so all the many same. Of, and so many of them have so many different names. But we're going to go to Mount Laurel, New Jersey, Alex Perlman. We're going to yes. go to Mount Laurel, New Jersey. And I'm sure some of you heard about it by now. Uh, this this white man. Who, and I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. You sit inside for over a year and you're like, Just the first black I see, I'm saying nigger so hard, I can't wait. And that is the case in terms of the man named Edward Cagney Matthews. And I know his name because he doxed himself after yep. verbally assaulting a black family in his community, in his neighborhood uh, for the upteenth time. He uh, yep. was there's a footage he of was this in their face, in their yep. face, chest bumping them, screaming all sorts mm-hmm. of crazy shit. He was and they posted some of the stuff on like news sites. Now, this is the one that this is the one part I hate about not being deep enough in black social media. Right. Because y'all get the unedited video. Yeah, I get you. Get the I, get the, the, you get I get the bleeps, bleeps yeah. and the blurs yeah. and the edits. They cut out the worst parts because then they're like, ah, you get the idea. I'm like, no, I don't. I need. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the one thing that happens in a lot of forms of media is there's a bad thing and they cut it in a way because they're like, well, we don't want anybody to feel real bad watching this. I'm like, no, you need to feel bad. It's yeah. the difference between the Iraq war and the Vietnam war. Yep. The Vietnam war, they were showing it. They were showing our troops losing. They were showing the atrocities. They were showing what it was like over there. And when Americans got a full look of what it was like to be in a forever war like Vietnam, we wanted out of it. Yep. And it took us about what, 10, 15 years. We got out of it versus Afghanistan, which we are leaving this week. We, after the initial evasion, once we went to Iraq, you never saw shit about Afghanistan on the news. Because it wasn't learned, regularly shared because, because they, they learned knew from, they learned we, from Vietnam. Yeah, we can't learn from again. Vietnam. We can't just let these reporters just show anything, because if we do, people are going to be like, oh, this is dumb as fuck. Yeah. Um, and so in this case, what Satoa was saying, this dude. This this chonky box box truck driving looking motherfucker. Mm-hmm. He looks like like legit. I want you to picture in your mind the type of guy who would only listen to AM radio. All right. I want you to picture the type of guy listen who to sports, only, radio. <laughs> yeah, sports radio. Yeah, yeah. He listens to, to sports radio. He listens to AM conservative talk radio. Yep. He he goes in there and he likes Candace Owens and replies, yep. "You're one of the good ones." Rush Limbaugh this died. Type of fucking he was guy. devastated. <laughs> it was the worst day of his life. Yep. Anyway. This fucking dude in South Jersey, he lives in a he lives in it looked like a pretty nice community, honestly. Yeah, yeah very nice, nice community. Yeah. It, it's one of yeah, it's one of those places where the houses are all connected. Mm-hmm. Uh probably an HOA of some sort. Not a place I would usually want to live because I want to have my walls separate from other people. But he's living in this community and he was just pissed that black people live near him. Yeah. And when you would see him, he would get in their faces. He was trying to intimidate them out of the neighborhood. Yeah. For a multitude of reasons. A multitude. And, one, and, he's just hugely racist. Yeah, he's just a giant racist. Mm-hmm. But the second one, I guarantee you, is he viewed a black person living in the neighborhood bringing the property value down. Yes, and he was pissed about this. And this dude gets in people's faces. So the black people in the community contacted the police. They said we were being threatened by this man. He is screaming racial slurs at us. He, he and the cops would not do anything. The Mount Laurel PD refused to do anything to put a stop to this man not even talk to him like because half the time here's the thing one thing i know about about loud white dudes like this if you just get a cop to talk to him, just to walk up be like hey man listen all right 
is your warning. All right. He would have chilled a little bit. Not saying that's what the cops should do. Cops should have arrested him the first time with the threats. Threats were on video. Once that shit hit social media, though, shit started blowing up. And then, and then this motherfucker gets up and he is in one of the videos. And they're like, dude, you shouldn't, you should be saying this shit. He goes, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Come to buy it. And he gives his exact address and name uh-huh. and says, come on then. Yeah. And you know what come, happened? Come see about, me. Yeah, come see me. And come about 400 me. people yeah. came to see him. Came to see him. They because, showed up. Because the reality of the, like, the thing about these situations is, and it's the thing that like really trips me out about this. If you watch the clip, and I'll make sure the clip is in the description of the video, the one that I saw, the unedited one, because I think, especially for the, the, the news media does y'all a real disservice when they like to bleep these things out. Y'all need to hear the, 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 the true impact of these words in much the same way you need to see the horrors that are committed, because quite frankly, some of y'all need to be compelled into action, even if the action is just stating, hey, this is an inappropriate thing that should no longer happen because too many of y'all don't say anything because you're just happy to be outside now the uh the the backstory further backstory into this is that this guy edward cagney matthews um who looks like uh if i ever performed in a vfw he just looks like five of the guys in that vfw right like he looks like he worked out when he was like a teenager and it still has some type of shoulders but he's just roundish all around right um probably he can still fuck but his wife does not enjoy it right so um, the backstory to this is that this guy apparently claimed that he was having so much issue with this family because they had a child and the child made noise. Uh, so he began to harass the family. It was not just verbal. He broke uh, the, the woman in the video. He broke her car windows out. He put graffiti on her car and numerous, numerous times would verbally harass uh, this woman. There's also footage of of him. Um, that she recorded of them having a conversation when he admits to all the cops know me here. And the reason that he says all the cops know me here is because Edward Cagney Matthews was in prison, was in jail uh, for nonviolent drug offenses. He admits on this recording, I sell drugs. That's what I do. He admits this. And then he says, these cops aren't going to do anything because they're my people. They're not your people. Now, this is before the incident in in question that really started all this. So he's telling this woman outright, I deal drugs in this community. I've gone to prison. The cops know me here. And even with all of that, I can harass you. I can berate you. I can intimidate you. And the cops will not do anything. And what's so interesting about this is he's right. In that particular video, there's a cop there. Okay, there's a cop there. And what does Edward Cagney Matthews say that cop? He says, what are you doing here? Why are you here? You can't be here. I have a right to be here. He is talking to this cop in a way that no black person could ever talk to a cop in this country. Now, what does the cop do? Does the cop tell him, get the fuck back, get on your fucking knees, turn around up against the wall. You need to shut your mouth right now. Does he pull out his gun? Does he pull out his taser? No. He does none of that. You know what he does? He says, hey, Cagney, calm down, bro. (laughs) He bros him. He bros this man, intimidating this family. He bros this man. And then Edward goes to leave. Edward Cagney Matthews. I'm going to continue to say his name, Edward Cagney Matthews. And he goes to leave. And then this this cop goes up to the family and is like, are you guys okay? Doesn't even talk about, hey, do you guys want to press charges? Do you guys want? He goes up to the family as if to say, well, what did you do to contribute to this particular situation? Mm-hmm. And then Edward goes up to walk up 
And Edward's like, arrest me, arrest me. Oh, that's right. You can't, you can't arrest me. You can't come see me. 3776 Gramercy Lane, goddammit. He, he is saying his address multiple, multiple times. And you know, Alex Perlman, in that moment I sat back as I was drinking my bourbon, took a sip, took a sip of the bourbon. Mm-hmm. And I said, this man does not know that it is 2021 and that he has yep. doxxed himself. And I knew, I said, the next day there will be at least 100 people outside of his uh, outside of his complex because the reality of this shit is this when we say things like uh defund the police and everything like that and i do understand that we are living in two different americas at the very least right at the very least we're living in two very distinct when uh when black folk talk about it we're not saying hey get rid of them in any reasonable way some of us are saying that because they don't actually help crime go down. Uh, They solve about 2% of the crime, like nationally, like they really don't do too much, quite frankly. And it's been shown that if you over-police, crime doesn't go away. Chicago currently has more police than it has ever had in the city's entire history, and crime is out of control because they don't take care of that, all right? We are saying uh, redistribute funds to other social systems in the community that actually serve and help in the community. Now, when black folks say this and other people who believe in this, we say it because these people actually don't advocate for and help us. And this was another prime example of them not helping us. The only reason the cops eventually did something is because it was filmed, it was put on the internet, and then the community showed up and compelled the police to do something that mimics, that looks like, as they would call it, good police work. This is not a system that actually uh, 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 deals with its citizens in an equitable manner. So when white folks in the burbs or in these uh, other areas who said, why would you want to defund them? That's what we mean. We mean that to say these people don't even help us. And it's proven right because Edward Cagney Matthews even said, I deal drugs in this community. I know the cops. They're not going to help you. Those are my people. Yep. And what you were saying, though, about about the fact that they only show up because of the tape. A year ago, we had the same exact thing with George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Reminder to all the listeners out there, when George Floyd was murdered, yep. the police released a video, released a statement immediately stating that he had a heart attack yep. and had a medical issue. And that's why he died. They yeah. said nothing about him being held in custody, anything else. If you go look at the original release, if there wasn't the footage of that young girl who videotaped his murder, his nine-minute murder, mm-hmm. there would have been no reaction. Mm-hmm. The police, much like many institutions in this country, will not react proactively. They will only react in response to being caught on camera which is exactly what happened here. So when these protesters showed up, because this idiot screamed out his address, screamed out his address, Mm -hmm. told everybody to show up. Mm -hmm. So they showed up in force. Now, they didn't try to they didn't try to lynch him. Which is what would have happened. Which is what years white folk. Which is what which, which is, is what white folk would have done. Which is yeah, if the situation it, was flipped. Not even a hundred years ago. Let's keep it a bean. If the situation were flipped and this was in the south and they these people or even in the north, if people felt entitled, white folks would have done this because historically white people do this all the time. But the difference is they come in, they get the person, they kill the person, they wreck the community. 
Yep. That's what that's what happens historically. We don't got to go back 100 years. We can stay right here in 2021. Oh, okay. And that same recipe is cooking. So so when these protests showed up, people that you are, they showed up, they chanted, they just stood there. They just stood there. And guess what? You want to get black? You want to get cops to finally show up, get 400 black people to show up and chant. Cops got there real quick. Mm-hmm. But you know, what else also got there real quick. This motherfucker ordered a pizza. Mm-hmm. He ordered a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and the pizza Domino's tried to deliver the pizza. Yep. And they showed up and the protesters were just like, who's this for? And they're like, it's for Edward Cagney Matthews. And they were like, yeah, no, no, that's our pizza. Yep. And here's the best part with Domino's. You know the fucker ordered it on an app. Sure. You know he had already paid for it. Sure did. They took the pizza mm-hmm. and they redistributed it among the crowd. Now, uh, black people haven't been able to get reparations, but they could get a pizza from yeah, a racist. Could. Look at that. Oh, like that. And then the best, the part that got me was just the releasing of the, the many subsequent videos because they perp walked them. They had to. Mm-hmm. There was no way. The way this building is built, mm-hmm. the police were in the parking lot. They had to walk him out of his front door and walk him through the crowd and so and this is the best part too because the cops fucked up so bad they fucked up so bad that they then had to put themselves in the untenable position from a pr perspective these idiot cops if they Mm -hmm. had just erased arrested him on friday or done anything on friday to protect this family they would not have been in the situation where they had to now physically protect this man Mm -hmm. from the crowd Mm -hmm. so now now police if you're if you're a police defender, you want to say, well, you know, they they're not they're not on here on behalf of the racist. Well, now here you have the police physically protecting a racist to escort him from his home for fear of his safety. And they're the ones physically surrounding him to make a spearhead through the crowd to rush him into the squad car and speed out of there. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to do any of this. Think of the overtime, all this stuff. That initial cop yeah. had just said, that's it. I'm giving you a disorderly conduct violation. I'm giving you something. And for anyone who's like, well, that'd be against his constitution. No, they do this. They do this to people all the time. Yep. It's called paperwork. It's called tying it up. They don't don't want to do. Yeah, they don't do. They don't care. Listen, if this was a black guy in a white neighborhood, they would have held, quote unquote, held him for questioning. Well, he didn't have his ID on him. He could yell where he is all he wants. He didn't have his ID on him. I have no proof. He could have been kicked out of the community. You know what I mean? He could have been evicted, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I don't I've never seen this guy. You guys may all say, you you know, and we're Cagney Matthews. Every if I was the police officer, hey man, listen, I don't know you. So you're gonna go downtown with me. We're gonna you're gonna cool off for six hours or whatever it is. We're gonna run their story. We're gonna run some print, we're gonna do a few things. And then look, look what happens now. That one police officer is now keeping 10 cops mm-hmm. and five squad cars mm-hmm. in Mount Laurel, New Jersey, from being pulled off speeding ticket duty where they make most of their fucking money yep. where they're targeting African-Americans the entire time. Yep. And then you could have actually just, this is the exact thing that they're fucking talking about yeah. because the money is not being spent wisely by the police. So why give it to them? I hear conservatives all the time scream about, you know, the Pentagon with a $5,000 hammer and all this other bullshit about government overspend. Mm-hmm. Mount Laurel, New Jersey has a tank. Right. When's the last time? When's the last time a tank was needed in Mount Laurel, New Jersey? Never. It's Mount Laurel, New Jersey. You don't yeah. need a tank. Yeah. You don't need a you don't need a hypersonic microwave gun for crowd control. Yeah. You don't need any of this shit. No. That money 
should be spent on a new AC unit for the school, mm-hmm. a new air conditioning unit. So that way the kids go into that fucking school can concentrate in class, not get fucking heat stroke and be in a comfortable situation so they can then learn enough to not have to live in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Yeah. So they can leave your shitbag community. Yeah. That's the goal. And in this case, I just found the entire thing hilarious because then after all this said and done, of course, NBC News Philadelphia, you know, we have to, uh, we got to hear both sides. If you want to be <laughs> a full thing. So Matthews gave a quote. He released, like I think, a Facebook statement or yeah, some shit. Yeah, yeah, read that. And read this it. Is, this read is it. Matthew's quote. <clears throat> I've never been a racist, Matthew said. I've made mistakes, said racial slurs out of anger or being drunk. I may not be able to relate to communities of color, but I am not a racist, and I have the utmost respect for us as a community. Okay, let's let's pick this apart. First thing, he, this is my favorite thing about the difference between the 1960s and now, right? Mm-hmm. The biggest difference is it's not cool to officially be a racist. You sure. gotta, you gotta, you have to do that, that wiggle dance. Yeah, you, you, you are that you you act racist, but I don't wear the I don't wear the costume. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll say racist things, but it's just a joke. You can't All call me a you can't call me a racist. You've never seen me in a hood. That's the standard yeah. that these guys are operating under. I never once is- stated. I never once stated in his next line. I've made mistakes. So you, so you admitting you did racist shit, mm-hmm. but you're like, I didn't intend to do racist shit. So there, it's just a mistake. Yeah, it's, it's just, just a mistake. It, it's just I've a said mistake. racial slurs. Yeah, I've said racial slurs out of anger or being drunk. Listen, my dude, if you get angry and your first go to is screaming racial slurs, you're a racist. Yeah. If you get drunk and you're screaming racial slurs, you're a racist. Your default setting is fucking bigot. Yeah. Now what? I've never once stubbed my toe and yeah. screamed the N-word. Right. That's just not how that happens. And again, you can't sit there and be like, well, listen, I smashed out your car windows, but I'm not a racist. That was just a mistake. Yeah. I've put I've I've graffitied your car. That was just a mistake. That's not I I have threatened you with the cops present multiple times on video. These were just mistakes. I'm not racist. Never mind the fact that I've said racial epithets to you and all this other stuff. I do want to give credit to the community uh, at large of this situation because uh, I, I think it's very important that I honestly people who feel this way, white folk who feel this way. Hey, man, feel what you feel. I ain't going to tell you to be better people. That's not my job, quite frankly. What I am going to say to you is that, nah, some of y'all are only going to be proper if you are compelled to being proper, if there is sufficient punishment on the line on the other end. I don't I don't really expect the cops to do anything, quite frankly. They're they don't they don't protect and serve no one but their but their interests and, and money. Right. And, you know, so like they just protect the system, don't really care about that. But the people who choose to harass and intimidate other marginalized groups in these communities can and, and, and threaten them, threaten them, threaten them menacingly. Sorry, you don't get to go home and be comfortable. You just don't get to go home and be comfortable. So shout out to the community that came in and said, hey, man, we just want to talk to you. And the community it was black folk, but there were white folk in there, too. It was a pretty diverse group of people to be like, hey, man, you said that we should come see you. You gave us your address. Guess what? 
we got time. And they showed mm-hmm. up because quite frankly, and get and listen, all that tough talk, all that tough stuff that y'all do, when people actually show up like bullies, like bullies normally do, when people actually show up and be like, yeah, we got time for this. What do you do? You cower. You cower in fear. Yep. And that's Tail when between you, the legs. Yeah. And that's when you come to the you beg the police, please get me out of here. Please take care of me. Please. That, that's when you guys do this. We saw it in South Carolina with the uh, armed mm-hmm. service uh, member who, who intimidated that, that black kid and, and, and that black kid who lived in the neighborhood. The next day, yo, bro, come on. We won't come out and see you. You can't feel comfortable doing this shit no more because you're acting like you're literally acting like you can go in and terrorize these communities with your nonsensical racist bullshit. And guess what? You act like nothing can't happen to you. It, listen, you dumb idiot, Edward Cagney, Matthews, white man. It ain't my fault that your wife don't love you no more. It ain't my fault that where you were when you were in high school, you probably stunk at basketball or you probably pretty good. You probably had a jumper. Then you probably played a young kid that was like a Grant Hill type and he just dunked all over you. And then his girl had a crush on or your girl had a crush on him. That's not my fault. That's not my fault. That used to be a decent track player. And so you ran up against a black in the 11th grade and you were destroyed. That's not my fault. It's not my fault, quite frankly, that you can't dance as good. It's not my fault, quite frankly. Hold on. I'm not finished. It's not my fault that all the preconceived notions that you have had of superiority over another group, you have only continued to see throughout your life how incorrect they have been. And it makes you so upset and it makes you so mad. And then you start to lose your hair because it's genetic in your family. So you had to rock a baldy and you sit there and say, I look good with a baldy. I like a baldy, but secretly we know Edward Cagney Matthews that you miss your long, luscious, beautiful hair from 19. You probably had a good edge up. Probably could rock a fade. Probably fucked a black girl one time. Felt very liberated about the whole entire situation. It's not our fault, Edward Cagney Matthews. Okay, it's not our fault, but you wanted to play the game. You wanted to do this dance because you thought no one would come and see you. Now, he has been brought up on uh, charges. Uh, what's it? Four yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah, no, uh, I was just going to say they've added new charges. As of okay. 43 minutes ago, they just released. A, there's a new article was just posted. Uh, he was charged with criminal mischief, possession of a weapon, which was a slingshot for unlawful purposes. A slingshot. Like he's Dennis mm-hmm. the Menace. Mm-hmm. He's Dennis Dennis the Racist Menace. Edward Cagney Matthews. Mm-hmm. Possession of controlled dangerous substances, stalking, possession of drug paraphernalia, and other related offenses. Now, this is the part that gets me, though, because with a few of these posts, as I was right through this uh, different Facebook posts that were linked on this uh, Philadelphia and NBC Philadelphia article. Uh, there is a post here by a woman who talks about going for over a year to Mount Laurel about the spray painting on the car, about him kicking in her front door in front of witnesses, all these different things. He about him fi- making threats, filing false claims, all these different things. And it all on her mind stemmed from besides the fact that she's black, that she was this upstairs neighbor in the condo and the kid was running around. And here's the thing. I live in an apartment building. My upstairs neighbor has two kids. I try to keep it down. I'm sure that they hear me every Thursday scream at the top of my lungs about trying to solve racism while drunk with a guy on zoom that they cannot hear. Right. So they only ever hear one half. And so when I'm yelling, <laughs> when I'm reading racist quotes, they're probably just like, we live above a Nazi, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> I, out of context, it probably sounds crazy, but like their kids run around. I have no control over that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to tell them not to, because here's the deal. I decided I chose to live in a place where anyone can live above me. Mm-hmm. 
Now, if it's after 10 p.m., if they're playing loud music or doing something like that, I would go have a conversation with them. If I couldn't, then I would escalate it somewhat further. But kicking in their door, writing, spray painting on their car, I'm an N-word bitch who sucks cocks, writing threatening notes, showing up, threatening them, all this stuff. And this, again, this stuff went for a year and she contacted the police repeatedly. She tried to contact different organizations all through the different county levels. She had no response from any of them. And this is the quote from Mount Laurel Police Chief Stephen Reidner. These charges underscore the importance of our community members coming forward with any information they have about criminal activity, whether about this case or any other incident. Because someone recorded Matthew's conduct on Friday night, we had the evidence to bring the previous charges and the opportunity to gather the evidence that led to these additional charges, including for damage we allege he recently caused to his neighbor's vehicles. Nah. Bunch of little nah. dick motherfuckers lying. Bullshit. You fuckers lie, bro. You fuckers lie. We are lie. upset we got caught. We got caught. We are upset we got caught. Oh my God, you're filming is. it again. You're filming it again. Now you know, all, you know all those motherfuckers in that police force were like, God damn it, Cagney. God damn it. You kept doing See, it. You know what? You know what's funny is as time's going on, right? Like when I was younger, I was very against cameras, mm-hmm. like putting cameras everywhere, right? I was very against it. I thought it was going to lead like that. Remember that Will Smith movie years ago where it's like all about there's cameras everywhere and then yeah. they like fake footage. Uh, en- enemy of the re- State or something. Enemy like that. of the State. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a bunch of paranoid movies like that in the early 2000s about how they'll use cameras against it. Okay. Oh, shit. I just read a line. Apparently, when they arrested him, they seized numerous psilocybin mushrooms. So they, they yeah. got magic mushrooms. Dude, listen, hold on. Wait. Because he said How he was a I, drug dealer, bro. No, no, I know that. I know that. But when he said the drugs, I didn't think it was going to be magic. But how are you going to be racist and take mushrooms? Mm-hmm. When you take mushrooms, you realize that we're all part of the universe looking back on itself so it can gain more knowledge. Like, who the hell takes mushrooms is like, yo, you know what I don't like? Different skin. Nobody. Jesus. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. When it comes down to the cameras, when it comes down to cameras, as I've gotten older now and more time has progressed, first thing I've realized that cops are are not going to, they fake evidence, but they fake easy evidence. They're never going to take the time to re-edit a video. First thing, because they know that a defense attorney will rip it apart. Because the defense attorney can afford a better video editor who can prove this shit's edited than the fucking police ever will. But also cops are lazy. They'll just say shit. And then the juries will usually believe them. So Damn. now we've slowly started to see that we need cameras to protect us from yeah. the fucking state. The state it's yeah. not the other way around. Yeah. And and part of me, and if you want to go real fucking conspiracy on this, then stuff like Enemy of the State and all this stuff that was pushed by these different large corporations funding these movies was to trick us into thinking that we did not need safeguards to stop uh, to stop ourselves from being brutalized by the same institutions that were claiming to protect us uh-huh. because uh-huh. that's the whole thing people are like uh-huh. oh well cops what if with cops wear a body camera and they witness something that nobody's supposed to see well then um then we lock the the yeah. we lock the film up <laughs> yeah i mean i don't understand when you guys does that mean we shouldn't seize cocaine when we get a cocaine shipment? And they'll be like, well, I mean, that's different. We got to get the cocaine. But, but nobody should have cocaine. Now the police have cocaine. Like, yeah. fucking make up your mind. So, like, now as I'm slowly moving on this, this idea, because the more footage, nothing is real in this country until we have footage of it. 
nothing. Yeah. No one will believe anything. Yeah. And, and, and on that, I, I want to end this particular point on this one point again to reiterate. Uh, this is why we say defund the police. This is why uh, Ice-T said, uh, you know, you know, like, fuck cops. This is why cop killer was invented. This is why NWA said, fuck the police. This is these are the reasons why. So I, I really find it interesting that so many of y'all would see us give you these examples of we would give you these legitimate examples of police not doing anything to serve these communities. And y'all didn't believe us for over 100 years. And even when there's documentation of it, you're going to find a way to excuse it anyway. Do not excuse this bad behavior. OK, do not. And the more of you continue to excuse the bad behavior, all you're saying in effect is, I know that the cops are an extension of me and what I believe in, and I support that. That's totally fine. Having said all of that, Edward Cagney Matthews, hey man, suck a dick. Can't wait to make someone who looks just like you laugh at the next comedy show I'm at. But I want to go now to Philadelphia, Alex Perlman. I want to go now to where shit happened. I want to go now to hey, where shit quick. happened because we, wait, 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 real, real quick. I got, I got a line. I got a line. I want to read you this just because better be a fire okay. line. Better be a fire it line. Is. Are you ready for That's it? A good segue. So this yeah. is from, this is from, hold on. This is from Brennan Lee Mulligan. He's on a, a Dungeon and Dragon show. Why do y'all have Dimension so many? 20. Why do y'all have so, why y'all name, why y'all gotta have this, these, these nicknames like this? Lee. I listen, I don't know, man. Look, hey, look, white people love having multiple names because yeah. he probably assumes there's another Brennan Mulligan out there. So he's gotta be Brennan Lee. It's fine. Anyway, this guy's on a show called Dimension 20. It's on it was through college humor. It's they play D D. And he has a character, has this quote. And I just this whole situation with the way these police have been acting, especially in a place like Mount Laurel, New Jersey, where people would think, oh, well, the cops here, they these aren't like city cops. They're not like that racist. Um, you know, just really proves it. Uh, this is a quote from him through one of through the Dimension 20 show. <clears throat> Laws are threats made by the dominant socioeconomic ethnic group in a given nation. It's just a promise of violence that's enacted, and police are basically an occupying army. There we go. I think that kind of uh, sums yep, that up pretty well. That, that, yeah, that was a good one. That was a fire line. That's a good one, Perlman. Yeah, that it was a fire line. I was like, I, look, I knew you were going to get hot because yeah. we're going. Because listen, first group, first one, with let's let's go do the example of these two. Yeah. The first one was one guy yeah. said, yo, I'm here. Here's my address, and the crowd came to him. Yep. The second one is in Philly this weekend, July 4th. Mm-hmm. Nation's anniversary. Big old birthday. They showed up to where the Declaration of Independence was signed. Who showed up? A pack of racists. The Patriot Front decided to infiltrate into Philadelphia and have a march on July 3rd. Mm-hmm. And you know what they did, y'all? They did the title of this episode. They fucked around and they found, found the fuck I out. I, see, here's the thing. I don't. Here's the funny thing. I hear you, Patriot Front. Okay, you guys are based out of Texas and everything. I know. Okay, you guys say everything's bigger in Texas. Obviously, not your brains. I don't know why y'all are so insistent into coming into Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and doing this nonsense historically. Guys, please, what you have to think about this. You really got to think about this because number one, Philadelphia is a is a very liberal city. Uh, number one, it's also a very blue collar city. Number three, it's also a very black city. All right. That's mm-hmm. so, so again, so again, generally, generally, uh, we're over 40% black in the city of Philadelphia. So wherever the fuck you live, your city doesn't have that level of percentage of black folk. It simply does not. I don't care what borough you're in in New York. They don't got that. I don't care about DC. They ain't got that. Maybe Atlanta's doing that. I, I, I percentage wise, there are so in the, in Philadelphia, in the Delaware County, you're at 3 million people. Okay, that many black folk. Now, when you have that many black folk, what this means is that 
white people got to be around them black folk. White people got to interact with them black folk. White people are yep. going to fuck and fall in love with them black folk. So while there's still going to be white people who just don't fuck with black folk, you are going to have a higher percentage of white folk who fuck with black folk because they have no choice to because we've been here the entire time. You know how many white motherfuckers I know that sit there and say, I went to Central. Central is uh, is uh, the most prestigious high school in all of Philadelphia. And it's like, they're like, yeah, I was around black people all the time. Like, that's just what it, they were kids growing up with black folk, right? So you come into these environments and then you think all of a sudden you're going to flex muscle against a city that literally will turn on itself in an instant just to make a point, okay? Just to make a point. And you want to come with this racist rhetoric and this racist nonsense when y'all seem to forget we were the city that made sure Pennsylvania flipped, okay? That was us. That was us mm-hmm. to get your Fuhrer, to get your God. Like ninety percent, yeah, ninety percent. Well, you like what you talking about? Y'all come in here and you play these games, and you real. And here's the thing, man. You're also talking about a city that, amongst the five biggest cities in the nations, is the poorest because it's the blackest. So that means that we're not funded appropriately. We're not taken care of. The police brutality and the criminality uh, here is rampant. Uh, so much so that there are the, the people that you're fucking with, the people that you talk about, and the people that you are trying to sit there and put your racist views on have struggled and suffered and seen a racist system not advocate for them. All right. And even if they don't fully understand the complexities of that system, because quite frankly, not all of us do, most of us do not, but we know when we're being fucked with. Okay. And you're going to do it on a weekend when we trying to throw off these fireworks and get drunk, dog. You know how many of them people there were like, they, you know why they came to City Hall? They went on Twitter. They saw you was going to be there and they went and turned down a date. Some guaranteed dick, some guaranteed pussy they had on deck because you fucking losers were here. They were like, God damn it. Now I got to run away from this good pussy because we got fucking racist at City Hall again, again, again. Again, okay, cool. Y'all gonna y'all gonna come through, and you guys always try to do this shit on some flash mob shit. First of all, flash mobs are cool dance moves that black folk do in malls, and white folk too sometimes. You got you guys don't do nothing cool. First of all, you don't do anything cool. You patriot front guys, you showed up uh, in your khakis with your with your black fucking t-shirts in that weather, and you were all you were all masked up. You were all masked up, covering your face like some shitty fucking comic book villains, and you thought. You thought that I mean, the city I'm, of I'm Philadelphia. I'm appreciative that they decided to wear the hood. I'm that they decided to wear a mask. Yes, they no, wore no, the no. Hood. I'm appreciative of the fact that they wore a mask during the fucking pandemic. You know, it's, it's those racist gators. It's a, it's a, no, it no, was, no, listen. It was a full listen, on hood covering listen, the face. Listen, there, w- w- there's some things that we're glancing over pretty quick on this one that I do want to touch on because you had some really great points in there. But it, the, the people need to understand these fucking guys. These niggas stink. Hold on. To, to they, the up, front. they came March. They they started their march Stupid. around City Hall dummies in the center of Philadelphia. Why right. Would you do that. I'm here first. I want to tell you all I live in Philly and I don't want to be in the center of Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. But 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 on top of that, though, they got chased out of the fucking area. Sure now, did. I'm not even saying they weren't in South Philly. Nope. They weren't in North Philly. They weren't on West Philly. They weren't on Fishtown. These are all areas, by the way, where I expect actually more random violence just because there ain't as many fucking lights. Mm -hmm. You're walking around city hall where there's the most cops and your ass still got chased. These fuckers got so freaked out. They had these little boys with their shields. 
they had these little tiny baby shields Satoyo. they're like look mm-hmm. at me i'm like i'm like mm-hmm. captain of nazi america right <laughs> I'm america's hydra now yep. come on baby fuck <laughs> me you see them, martin they, they try to post up on each other like they're spartans mm-hmm. greek people fucked each other in the ass anyway these fuckers were there and they're what they do to try to run away they drop smoke bombs like teenagers. Yep. <laughs> like a fucking 20, like, like a like a 13-year-old kid trying to escape the mall after pouring shampoo in the fountain. This is these are not bright people. Mm. Then they ran all the way to Delaware Avenue. Uh-huh. They were chased all the way. They ran. They fucking ran. This is what uh-huh. this, this is the thing though. They came up here in Penske trucks, right? All these fucking guys, they got here all the way from fucking Texas or from wherever the fuck they're from. I doubt very much that all of them are from Texas because okay. groups like this mostly congregate on the internet. I'm sure they have Discord servers and other different ways, uh, tele, you know, telegrams and all the other different shit they have set up to be able to talk to each other. So I'm sure there's some of the guys from the Pennsylvania area, the tri-state area. I'm sure some of them are from Ohio. I'm sure some of them are fucking Maine, but whatever. Imagine wasting all this fucking time, you and your boys are on the internet for weeks. Yo, listen, day before July 4th, we're going to go into Philadelphia. We're going to create a ruckus, dude. We're going to get a, we're going to fight anyone we can see. We're strong fascists. We're going to put on our best, best buy uniforms. We're going to put on hats and sunglasses at night. We're going to put on uh, masks to cover our faces. We got banners and flags. We've been practicing our flag march. We got our shields. We have a few of our guys are going to be wearing uh, reflective vests so we can Mm -hmm. stop the cars as we keep our march going because they can't stop our First Amendment rights. And you guys are marching around City Hall and two skateboard lesbians with bad tattoos Uh and an ashy black dude just woke up and go, oh, fuck no. And you run. You run. You throw a dick. You look like smoke bomb. Pocket stand. Run. You fucking bitch. Yep. Don't ever go back to Call of Duty and play the Germans and lose the war again. You little fucking bitches. Listen, this isn't going to, you're never going to get laid doing this, brother. That's you and you hanging out, you hanging out with 50 other dudes wearing the mm-hmm. same fucking clothes, yep. putting on white masks, yep. walking through Philly at 10 o'clock at night. Yep. Isn't going to get you fucking, you want to go get laid? You want to get laid, dude? Because that's all this is about. I know yeah. you fuckers. I yeah. know you. Incel motherfuckers you. that you are. Yeah. I could have been you. Yeah. But I have a personality. And I yeah. went out. And I met strangers. Yeah. And I said, hey, what's your life like? I didn't just sit around all day just stating that, oh, my God, it's all these feminists trying to ruin shit. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to suck my dick. And my mom won't make me chicken tendies. Yep. You piece of shit. And listen, about half the dudes in that crowd, you're in the closet. You need to fucking yep. admit it. You know how I know this? Because you could not post up with that shield mm-hmm. all right you could mm-hmm. not spartans like i said dude they were railing each other mm-hmm. they were up in yeah they were they were classic backs. boy lovers are you yeah dude, they had each other's backs hard they, baby. they thought that made them more hard. men and i won't disagree they no. loved each other they, yes. like, <laughs> they got deep look at the sacred the, the sacred men of thebes <laughs> yeah. they were lovers yep. they stood in a phalanx of shields and, and, and protected penis. themselves and they yeah. got deep in each other's with them lances baby mm-hmm. and you fuckers are gonna sit here and be like feminism and we need donald trump no you need to you need to get a fucking job where you interact with people and when someone tells you you're being a piece of shit maybe listen to them listen mm-hmm. to them i want to tell you something right now if you're ever in a situation white people 
If you're ever in a situation where someone tells you as a group that all of you need to put on a tan hat and not a fitted nor a snapback, mm-hmm. one of those shit ones that you only get at like the welcome to a state store. You know what I'm saying? Like when you get like a welcome to Iowa mm-hmm. type of visitor center and there's like an Iowa hat and it has that dumb fucking strap on the back where you're supposed to tighten with a strap and then there's like a weird brass clasp. If someone presents you one of those hats, that's a fucking cult, okay? If it's a khaki fucking hat, there's absolutely no reason ever to wear a khaki fucking hat. But also, on top of that, if you are dressing up in the same fucking uniform with a bunch of people and it is not a goddamn family reunion t-shirt, back the fuck away. Yeah. Just back the fuck away. Uh, uh, You're a uh, lunatic. And what are you guys here? What are you guys? what, What was the point? I'll tell you what the point was. They wanted to get their shit rocked. Yep. That's the thing that these two, these, these fucking 50 dudes don't realize. Yeah. The leader there, whoever they were listening to leading them, was hoping, praying, they were praying that the people of Philadelphia would rock their shit. They were hoping they were going to get shot. Yep. They were hoping that one of them would be killed, yep. that they would be martyred. Because that way, a week later, more racists would show up and they could accelerate and start the race war they've always wanted since they read the Turner Diaries. Yep, that they've always the plan. Which is funny because, like, motherfuckers, like, have you read the Turner Diaries all the way through? Like, dummy? In any event, like, yeah. And here's the thing. Philadelphians will fight in war with each other. What chance do you Mm -hmm. have? What chance do you actually have about a city that, quite frankly, a large group of the population knows that the city, the state and the nation has given up on them and they feel like, yeah, they hate us and we don't care. And they generally feel like, well, all we got is this place. All I got. So this place can be shit. They can give me a hard time here. This can be a concrete jungle. There but we in it together. But we in it but together. We in it and, together. Then you, and then you want to come in with your nonsense. Listen, and you think you can bring that these shit fuckers, here. These fuckers showed up with shields. Yeah. With shields and smoke bombs. Yep. yep. Living in The 10 years I lived in Philadelphia, all right, I've seen shit. I one time saw a man pull a pigeon out of a pocket and throw it at someone in self-defense <laughs> this man had pocket pigeons yes <laughs> so i was one time standing i was one time in south philly looking out my front window and i saw a lady yelling at her at her baby baby dad right and she out of nowhere threw the baby at him mm-hmm. in an like it just chucked like listen it was a perfect spiral on this baby of course baby was fine man was stunned mm-hmm. all right i have seen so much shit in this city and if you guys think you are ever going to show up, this list, this isn't India in 1880. You yeah. can't just show up in khakis and start colonizing it. This is fucking Philadelphia, dude. In Philadelphia, 200, almost 250 years ago, some guys sit, sit, sat there and said, nah, nobody's marching here and telling yeah. us what to do. And this city took that to heart. We took a different lesson from the Declaration of Independence than y'all. Y'all read it as, yo, I should be able to do whatever I want. We read it as, yo, y'all, we we should be able to do whatever we want. And Mm -hmm. y'all should stay the fuck out our business. Yeah, stay the fuck away. And that's where this really comes down to. Just mind your fucking business. You you guys... You fuckers come in here and you think you're going to change shit and you think you're going to make... Motherfucker, when I first moved here, I I got my... I have my account hacked into lost all my money and was jumped within 19 days of living in this city because they were saying to me, go away. 
leave here. Why are you here? To the point that then you go through all that and then the city is like, okay, looks like you're tough enough to be here. We're still going to cheat you like shit, though. But I guess, I mean, you've been here. You've been here long enough. So whatever. Like, that's what it is. It's not this. It's not even this uniform. Oh, no, you're one of us now. And then, no, they'd be like, okay, well, you've been here long enough. So. That's fine. No, I, and, and, and you I, thought, and you thought you, they, they give, that's what they do. They gave me the, you're, that's fine. They gave me the, that's fine. That's, that's the approved, that's fine. You're here, whatever. And you fuckers thought you could come in on your little flash mob bullshit. Okay. You could you do your little, your, do your little the fucking best, MySpace. The best part, the best part, just like, just like our dude in Mount Laurel, right? Yeah. Just like, what is his name? Cagney something. Edward, Edward Cagney, Cagney Matthews. Matthews. Just like Edward Cagney Matthews too. Even though the police were there because, again, because of the First Amendment and all that other stuff, police have to protect anybody doing this type of stuff. Even though they won't do it if it was a crowd of black people or anybody going against police brutality. Mm-hmm. The cops marched them all the way back to their Penske trucks. Mm-hmm. And this is the audacity, and this is where the privilege comes in. These dudes thought they could climb into the back of the Penske trucks, box trucks, and ride away because that's how they came in. They didn't rent a bunch of vans. They didn't rent a bus. Yeah. They rented Penske trucks because they thought it would be cheaper because they couldn't, that that was the easy, the cheapest rental they could get. And they also thought it would look scarier when these Penske trucks open and they come out the back like SWAT teams. Cause again, these guys are cosplayers. These guys think that they know what they're doing. They're cowards. So when they started climbing in the back of the Penske trucks and shutting the doors, the cops are looking there and literally somebody in the crowd was like, Yo, that's illegal. Yeah. And the cops stopped them from leaving. So then these fuckers had to walk out of Philadelphia because the cops had to seize the trucks because they were being used at this point for an illegal purpose as a rental vehicle. Because it's illegal to have someone riding in the back of a truck. Okay, and this is the thing that's so wild with you. Y'all don't know what intimidating is. Okay, first, I remember being at the first George Floyd's riot, Floyd riots in, in the city of Philadelphia, right? Was highly advised not to go. Uh, had to send a lot of apologies to, to my mom and people who cared about me after the fact. Because it was a, apparently a very dangerous situation. Um, we weren't doing anything particularly violent at all. We were just dancing, singing, uh, making protest chants, giving speeches, whatever. Uh, the cops were zooming by us. Uh, in in parallel lanes going 70 miles an hour uh, in, in, in center city, Philadelphia. So downtown, which like makes no, you shouldn't be able to do that shit. And then they had a riot tank. They had a riot tank that was in full view of us and cops got out in riot gear. And do you know what the city of Philadelphia did? The citizens of the city of Philadelphia proceeded to set the Rizzo statue, the Frank Rizzo statue, former mayor of Philadelphia, they set that on fire with a riot tank right next to it. I have walked to shows in this city on South Street. One time I walked to a show, and as I am walking to the show, I see uh, uh, plain co- uh, uh, plainclothes cops get out of an unmarked cop car with semi-automatic weapons pointed at dudes in a in a car the dudes are with their hands up the cops like don't fucking move and you know what everyone did they kept walking they kept walking it's not fucking scary so you're a little penske truck you don't know what scary is you're talking about a group of people who are like listen we are here for whatever bullshit the environment that the people have come up in is far scarier 
than anything that you could ever hope to impose on them with your Penske trucks, with your hooded faces, with your khaki shorts, with your incel propaganda. Listen, I know that pussies just dry up when, when you're around. And it has frustrated you all of your life. And you feel that as a result of that, society demands something that they demand. They demand that you that you are entitled to something. Okay, you are entitled to something because of what society has put you through, because the women don't like you. Okay, because you don't feel like you can be open about your sexuality. Let me be clear. There are people here who literally haven't had a family, haven't had parents or have been in very fucked up situations. Real shit. Not some girls don't like me. Not some I can't I can't be how I want to be in this world. Like real shit, real depravity, real depression. So they're not impressed. When you come here with your nonsense, with your nonsense, he hole, uh, a bumblefuck patriot front, not, they don't care because people here are dealing with real shit. And the fact of the matter is that some of these kids have actually lost homies. And when you lose homies to violence, hey, man, it may change you. But one thing it doesn't change is it doesn't change the fact that you're well aware that shit could pop off at any moment. As a result, you'll be ready for it every time. And that's and, and, and here's the thing, Perlman. Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. These two fuck around and find out situations. I do believe that these situations, these kids uh, felt very, very entitled because of what they saw six months ago. They yeah. felt very, very strongly because of what they saw six months ago with the storming of the Capitol and everything. Now they feel as though it's their time to shine. They think Ashley Babbitt is a martyr. Yep. OK, like they think that she is a martyr and all this other stuff. That's where this shit comes from. This shit emboldened in a lot of in a lot of people. Now, listen. A lot of people all, all over, but y'all are going to have to continue to deal with these situations where you have these fucking losers continuing to do this shit. And you're going to sit there and be like, why are they continuing to do this? Why are they continuing to act this way? January 6th gave them the yep. blueprint. January 6th told them it was okay. And everything that's happened after the fact, after January 6th, has only continued to let them know this is okay because ain't nobody, ain't nobody facing treason charges. Some of these people are, are, are out on bond. Some of these people have already talked. Nothing, ain't, no, ain't none of these white folk in Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. They chilling. They chilling. So you're going to continue to see listen, more of this. The, the, the other thing, too, that the, the first thing this thing has really taught me is when it's amazing when the crowd is the right skin color how slow justice rolls mm. how Ooh. slow justice rolls. oh Perlman, pro if we was in church me, right now if we was in church you'd be like amen 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 let me tell you something all right i want you all to think back because he, he brought up a year ago where the rizzo statue was lit on fire and paint poured all over it lit that and a young woman fire, also dog. a young woman also lit a, a squad car on sure fire. did that was beautiful the cops turned to the fbi mm -hmm. they said this was terrorism okay i'll argue that point but all right whatever and the cops turned to the fbi the fbi looked at her shirt they were able to use the internet and track her shirt back mm -hmm. to an etsy store mm -hmm. they then went to etsy and they said give us all the credit cards the names of people who purchased this shirt. Etsy said, okay. Then they use that to narrow down the names and then use the internet and social media to link back to this one woman. Mm -hmm. They did it in like two days. Mm -hmm. We have now 
video, cell phone tags, posts, all these different people. There wasn't a single person who stormed the Capitol that day who did it dark. And what I mean by that, there was nobody who stormed that Capitol who did not have an electronic device that was not recording, that wasn't calling people, that wasn't standing in the Capitol posting, that wasn't proudly posting where the fuck they were. Also, also, at one point, they were all inside the fucking building. We did not have troops or the police or any other organization surround the building and then kettle them and hold them in detention. Very few people were actually arrested that day. So now we're at a point now where four years from now, you're going to look online and you'll see the final trial of the last insurrectionist from January 6th has finally completed and they've been given three months of yep. time serve. Yep. That's what you're going to see because a series of these things, what they've proven, just like this guy, Ed, Edward Cagney Matthews, they were, he knew he had a window. He had a window because the municipal court said that he couldn't be thrown in actual jail for what he was doing. They said, we got to work through the paperwork. We'll get to it eventually. Justice is being deferred. And the same thing is in this case. Justice is being constantly deferred. But the same forces, the same oppressive forces that have always been here. Yeah. Has made sure let's slow walk justice when the criminals look like us. Mm -hmm. And when the criminals... To our line, when it's our votes, yes, we're gonna slow walk this fucking and justice. When, and when we believe in what the fuck, the, you have members of Congress saying, "Hey, there's no need to look into January 6th. I think these were fine people. I mean, it looked like. I mean, it was kind of a, a woman picnic. stole. I mean, a woman stole the Speaker of the House's laptop. Yeah, and she she we have documentation of her trying to contact foreign Russian agents. Yeah. To scrub the laptop on behalf of the QAnon conspiracy theory, because mm -hmm. she believed that Nancy Pelosi is somehow both so smart mm -hmm. that she was able to overthrow the government through some sort of ballot harvesting measure while simultaneously running COVID, yeah. but is so dumb that she would keep uh, the plans about where she fucks kids yeah. on a Dell laptop. Yeah. This woman stole this laptop. The same woman who, who months before that was in a dashiki and kneeled. Are you fucking kidding me? Goodness gracious. Yes. Yes. This this one person whose name I can't remember off the top of my head took the, Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House's laptop, and tried to give it to foreign agents. She was captured. She was turned in and released because they said she caused no harm. Yep. When you think about that, if I want you to imagine that same thing, because listen to what I just said, a person tried to steal the third most powerful persons, powerful politicians laptop, the third in line to the presidency. If that day, if that day the crowd had gotten a hold of Mike Pence and they did what they were claiming, what they were chanting they wanted to do to him, which is execute him. Yep, they, wanted to, hang, they wanted to hang Mike Pence. And if Donald Trump that. had then started jerking off for joy that he was going to be reinstalled as a dictator of the United States, and he had died of a heart attack in that moment, the Nancy Pelosi would have been president. Mm -hmm. And this woman stole her laptop and was trying to run it to the Russians because she believed that the Russians are the new arbiters of freedom or whatever bullshit this I'm still in shock that it's, it's been six months. Cause it feels like it's been five years. Well, yes. 
well, the I mean, way we've treated it. We yeah. no, the way we've treated it, the way we've cooled it. Yes. The way the bullshit of all these guys who were taking a part of it tried claiming it was just a tour. Yeah. The way they were trying to claim all these different things that they were just let in. No used footage of police officers at that were there who pulled down the gates. Yeah. Those police officers were part yeah. of the insurrection. Yep. Running up, they, they are going to deny everything that we all remember all through 2020. Yep. You remember back at the height of the George Floyd protests, Trump, Giuliani, and all these different dudes were putting out the message that Democrats were on behalf of the mob, yep. that Republicans and Donald Trump were the only ones who could bring peace and security, that they were the party of the police, that they were the party of the military, that they were, they, they were the ones who were truly going to be in charge. And some of those Capitol City police officers, Capitol Hill cops, obviously believed all that bullshit. We know. And there, you can see video of the ones in there talking to the protesters. And now, what are the fucking, what are the Republicans claim? Well, look, the cops are just talking to him, having a nice time. Yeah, he's on their fucking side, idiot. Mm-hmm. You, but you, you refuse to look at the video of cops being beaten. Mm-hmm. You refuse to look at the video of them trying to kick down doors in the hallways, smashing things, stealing podiums, all this other different stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a big building. There was, it was a, it was a six-hour siege. Yeah. There was multiple things happening all over the building. And what they'll do is they'll take a look. You take a look a whole day. They'll take a look at 15 minutes out of a whole day in one hallway and see, looks like a tour. Yep. And that's what will always happen. It's the same thing that happens when you have shit like shitheads like Donald Trump Jr., people saying that he's just a young man. Yeah. Dude's 40 something. Yeah, nigga old, he's bro. He's 40 something. He's washed. He's, he's yeah. first of all, first of all, yeah, he's 40 something. But I'm saying, look, but look like listen, when you're something like you hit the white, wall, when you're white and sub 50, you're just yeah. a young man. You still have a, a young big man. life ahead of you. Mean, mean, meanwhile, meanwhile, you can blow our fucking brains out when we are adolescents. We are adolescents, yep. and you didn't know what we were gonna do. You had to protect yourself. But, you were afraid for your life. But this is this is this is why, but you know, to go back to your point, Perlman. You know, Edward Cagney Matthews, Patriot Front, and all these other loser groups like this, they act this way and they continue to act this way because they are being told it is okay to conduct themselves in this manner. Because number one, nothing will happen to you legally that will be of any real ramification. There's not Mm going to be any real consequence. Number two, a lot of the political actors who you see in Washington believe this shit too. But and also more importantly, much. but also more importantly, the guys who are pushing this fucking propaganda into these Patriot Front kids mm-hmm. and the Edward Cagney Matthews of the world and all these fucking guys, you know what their real hope is, Satoyo? The real hope is that Edward Cagney Matthews would mouth off to one of his black neighbors. That yep. black neighbor would pull out a gun, pull and, a gun shoot and kill him. And now yep. Edward Cagney Matthews is another martyr. Can add to the list like Ashley Babbitt that then he can say, "Now look at us. Now we need to arm up." And you that's know the what cr- the whole goal is, and it's yeah. the same thing. I'm telling you because you know why I know this. I know this for a fact because it's the same exact thing that fascist forces in Spain did yep. back in the 30s. Mm-hmm. People always want to talk about, but you want to talk about the biggest thing with January 6th to me. What this was, this was the beer hall push. Mm-hmm. And if you do not stamp down on this. I thought I was hoping we would. I was hoping. But once we had that bullshit impeachment trial, yep. once it the, which they one? The first so or the second? Things, the, the second one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
where they basically said, we're going to let him go. Yeah. We're not going to, everyone just wanted to let it, we're just going to let it go. We're going to let it go. Okay. All right. The right people have come and, and threatened our, our bank accounts. So we're just going to, we're going to all the, you know, a hunt 50 fucking dudes, 46 dudes. I think it was uh-huh. sitting in the Senate pussied out after and let the man go who was trying to have them executed on the lawn of their workplace. Mm, gotta love it. These, because of that, we're looking at the beer hall push. Now that was a moment in Bavaria where the Nazi party tried to overthrow yep. the local government by force. They failed. It failed. Yeah. Massively. Hitler within, was tried. But yeah. Hitler was in charge of it. He was tried. He was found guilty. But he then was put in jail. But then but the trial. But yeah. hold on. during the trial, he was able to espouse his ideas. It drew yep. more followers. He went to jail where he was given many liberties that most other prisoners weren't allowed, including being allowed to write a book. That book was Mein Kampf. Uh-huh. And so then after that, they learned from that experience. And the biggest thing, the most shocking thing to me, because I knew January 6th, I didn't know exactly what was going to happen, but I knew that was going to be the day. And the reason why I knew January 6th was going to be the day is when they announced that Biden had won. I looked and I said, what's the absolute last day of the electoral college cycle? And I said, January 6th is the day that it's, it's certified in both houses of Congress. And I said, that's going to be it. And the reason I knew it is because Trump is fucking lazy and his, and his people are insane. Yeah. It's the reason why I don't believe we're actually going to have, you know, they keep these, you hear guys like Mike Lindell and these other idiots will pick these random dates. So that's yeah. the day. Yeah. That Trump is getting reinstated. They're, they're, they're picking random dates. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's not, that's not going to be the flashpoint because this is a doomsday cult. Yeah. And when doomsday cults have to pick dates that are relatively, Close. Yeah. And the reason why doomsday cults need this shit and the reason why Republican Party is a doomsday cult is why would you care about your infrastructure if we're all going to die? Yeah. Why would why would you care about the water quality in Flint if we're about to enter a race war? Yeah. Why would you care about how screwed over you're being in your health care plan? You're not intending on being here in yeah. 35 years. Well, and again, so you, know, you want all that money now so yeah, you can yeah. do so you can prep. Yeah. So you can prepare for these things. That's what this whole doomsday cult's about. And the the reason why I know this in my heart, Trump is fundamentally at the end of the day, a a narcissistic, lazy asshole. Uh And January 6th, he was lazy. He showed up if if he had been smart. He started doing a little bit of it. It was like a guy who needs to prepare for the final. So he, you know, he, he like kind of wrote an outline. He, he took the books out from the library. Uh-huh. And then it was the morning the final was due. And he's rushing and he's yelling, it's not fair. He doesn't have enough time. Yeah. That's what he did because he, he fired. Now he fired. He, he, you know, he changed the, the attorney general. He fired the, the, um, the secretary of defense. He set up all the guys in the right locations that if he had actually did a concerted effort, he could have overthrown the government that day. He 100% could have. He has left a blueprint for for the next one. He left an entire – he's shown – and the thing is, is nobody in our government is willing to admit that the blueprint is now out there. It's open source. It's in front of all of us. And none of us are willing to admit that we can see it. We're all hoping. 
It's the big fucking elephant in the room. No. We're all hoping that if we're just quiet, it'll just leave out the door and the elephant sized hole, it bursts through the wall. And, and that's not, not how anything, that's not how anything no. works. That's not no. how anything works. Look at, look, look at, look at the Nazi party. Okay. They got taken down, but then nothing happened. There was no real repercussions. And again, guess what winds up happening? They are in control. They are in yep. power. So again, all you dictators things- come to power yeah. you, the, the, as long as you weaken the areas around it. The same exact thing happened in ancient Rome with Marius and Sulla. That's what led to Caesar. That's what led to Augustus. Mm-hmm. This is how you end up under a dictatorship. So it when you clear and present, and it's always always in our world when you look to the least of us which is what the patriot front is which is what edward cagney matthews is yes these are the least of us these are the micros this is what they want exactly so this is this is the guys who are trying to light the match who are gonna who are gonna let the flame of fascism burn and this is these are the micros and you're looking at the macro, which would be, you know, people in the federal government literally trying to sweep this under the rug. And they're hoping they can light a match because they're hoping that they're going to have a black person that's eventually going to come along and kill them and do whatever else. What I'll say to that is, is like, quite frankly, we're way too we're way too smart for that. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. We're just way too smart for that because we understand the dynamics of all of this better than you can. We understand what you guys are doing. We actually understand what you guys are doing to the republic that you claim to love so fucking much because we have a greater insight into you than you even have into yourselves because we've had to watch you all our lives and watch you do this crazy shit all our lives. We know, that's why oftentimes I would see a white girl living in a bad neighborhood and she'd be like, they take such good care of me. Yeah. They don't need you coming up dead. They don't need anything bad happening to you because that is when the city and the state descends upon them and annihilates them. Suddenly, we Ellen up, I we, showed we, up. Yeah, suddenly, Ellen I showed up. Yeah, about that faucet. We, yeah, we do. We do. A, we do a Black Lives Matter rally in, in L.A. or in, no, I'm sorry, in D.C. and and the motherfuckers are armed to the gills and armed to the teeth. We understand what these dynamics look like. So when you yep. want to get through your fascist dictatorship regime, you gonna have to do that shit all on your own. Okay, there's a reason why. And here's the truth: we know you in your psychopathic ways. We know you. We understand this. We understand everything it is that you do, all right? And all the while, your inferiority complex will only lead to this, to this eventual outcome. Trump is just the beginning. Edward, Ed, Edward Cagney, uh, uh, <laughs> like Edward Cagney, he is only just a micro, the patriot front, who I didn't even know about until this fucking week and had to do a deep dive into them. Listen, these guys continue and continue to come because of what you allowed, because of what your parents allowed. I don't mean to end this particular podcast on such a downer of a mood where I sit there and say say that it's all your fault. I don't mean to do that because I know some of you are listening and you're like, I'm not from here. I'm the that. Okay, cool. The ones of you who ain't from here, I get that. Don't even worry about it. You should know if you know me, especially by now, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. So those of you who are like, why are you, why are you big? I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. That was you. That was your family. That was you. That was your family. Please sort them out or make them feel bad about themselves for whatever time that you have left. Make them feel bad about themselves because these people are not planning, like Perlman said, to be here in 35 years. So all the Islamophobes that sat there and said, these motherfuckers want jihad because they, they're not planning on anything. They want the end to come. That's your family, bruh. That's mm-hmm. y'all. That's y'all. Y'all quick. Y'all Kata. All right. Y'all um, Kata. Perfect. Yeah. So what I want to end it on this, though, I do want to point out that while we do have some dark prophecies for the future, over this weekend, 
some people fucked around. And they found out. They found out. They found out. They found out. And that that felt good. Yeah. That felt fucking good. Yeah. The rest of it is going to be terrible. But the rest of it is going to be terrible. But I do want to remind our listeners that there is still, at least, at least here in the tri-state area, Mm -hmm. people fuck around and they find out. And with that, we're going to end the episode. If you want to follow me on Twitter, at Alex Perlman. If you want to follow Satoyo on all social media, at Satoyo One. If you want to follow both of us and send us questions, articles, fucking random things you want us to talk about, at Them Boys Pod. You can DM us. You can just tweet at us. Whatever you want to fucking do. We love you guys. Please like, subscribe, and comment as usual. Thank you. Satoya, you got anything else to plug? Oh, yeah. The number one thing that I would like to plug from this episode is there's probably an Edward Cagney Matthews in your family. Sort them out before they embarrass you and themselves uh, in front of the nation. Have a nice night. Yeah. Have a nice night.